Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Davis is buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20 down. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Everybody, happy Thursday to you! February 29th, leap day, leap year, and it's Thursday. Welcome into Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen all here on your Thursday morning, and it is a Thursday, so that means Corey Price also joining us as well for Trivia Thursday. We're gonna have a good time with Trivia Thursday today. How is the gang doing? Nick Roush, what's up, buddy? I'm uh I'm doing, doing better. Um uh, just that 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 sucked yesterday. I appreciate you all holding on the fort. I was out of it. Slept uh, most of the day away and uh feeling much better. Much better. Maybe maybe not 100%, but take me off the injury reserve. Um you could say I I just need a little treatment. I've got some general soreness. Um just a, a case of the Filipowskis. So I, that means I should be good to go, ready to rock and roll today. Very excited. Um, and also grateful that Filipowski, I don't know how he was able to play yesterday. I mean, just show true heroism by playing against Louisville and beating them by a million. So salute to you, Mr. Filipowski, a true, true warrior, a survivor. So you were faking it, is what you're saying, if you did the old Filipowski. Well, the treatment, the general soreness. We got. That's how we, we we needed treatment. That's how we got through it. Which, by the way, um, if you really want to like not get like very mad, but also kind of mad at Jay Billis, his defense on part of my take of this court storming stance was just so. If you want it, I don't care. That's fine. I'm not going to try to change your opinion. It's like, dude, why are you being such a jerk about this? Like, but uh, that's Jay Billis now. Just one big jerk. Well, we've got updates on that. We've got updates on injuries, first and foremost. We've got an update on Trey Mitchell. We've got an update on court stormings. Mitch Barnhart, everybody go buy a lottery ticket. He spoke to the media, a media. He, he spoke to one media member. So it's always interesting when Mitch Barnhart speaks because he so rarely does. Scooch, how are you doing? How was your Wednesday? And good morning. Good morning. Uh, I'm very tired today. I... Didn't get home till a little after 10.30 last night. I had the 28th District Championships and girls and boys, so that, that was a lot of fun. But I got home pretty late, and then the 
I guess I was just so pumped up from the action. I didn't go to bed till like twelve thirty. So I, I did the thing where I went to bed thinking, man, I hope this five and a half hours feels like ten, and it, instead it felt like about one and a half hours. So yeah, I'm I'm tired. I'll get through it. I'm going to be okay. I'm done at one today, so if I can so choose, I can go home and take a nap. So if I need more sleep, I'll do it later today. No time for yeah. sleeping right now. Nap City, USA. I woke up at five, which is usually kind of the, ooh, that's 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 the danger zone. I like waking up better at like 5.45 or 6, and then it's like, all right, you're up. Time to get the day going. But five, it's like, yeah, you know, maybe I try to fall back asleep. Maybe I just get going with my day and, and take care of a few things because there's always something to do. Fell back asleep today, which is not the norm for me. So that was a I woke up at like 645, 640. It was like, okay, oh boy. Oh, that's that's sleeping in. Time to do time to do some radio. Uh, so I'm I guess well rested, all things considered, after a pretty long Tuesday and Wednesday. But I uh, went to bed pretty early last night too. Caught up on the basketball action. We'll get to that as well. Corey Price, it's Thursday. You're here with Kentucky Roll Call. What's up, buddy? How are you? Uh, doing good. I uh, was hoping last night we would get some help from from some teams to you know have a chance to get a share of the title. Um, didn't work in our favor, but uh, but tonight though is uh, uh, male and X for the uh, title. So, ooh, watch out, Walker. You you gonna be there at the game, Corey? No, I have to work late tonight, so I, I will not be there, no, unfortunately. So I was trying to I, – I don't really know. Like, I'm bad at figuring out the standings, tiebreakers, and whatnot. I do know that it was a major bummer that A&M couldn't hold on to beat South Carolina. They had a layup with about two seconds ago um, to win that game by two. Corey, do you know – like, is, is Kentucky currently in fifth right now, and they need – yeah, I, I I haven't looked at that quite yet, but definitely uh, South Carolina and Bama both winning didn't didn't help. Bama was down by 15 points in the first half. I saw that yeah. tweet and I was like, "There's no Ole Miss is going to blow this." Uh, and, yeah. and, and 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 it did. Sure enough, they did. Um, which, by the way, uh, TJ, people aren't talking enough about how Texas A&M was a preseason. Was it top 10, top 15 team, and they're not even going to make the tournament? What? That's that's bad. Yeah, yeah, so last night was pretty much as bad as the night as it could have been for UK and their SEC tournament standings. They are currently in fourth right now, but I have done – I've done all the homework on it, okay. on how, it, how it's all going to play out. And because of last night – if UK doesn't win at Tennessee, they're probably going to be a five seed. And a six seed isn't dead. Uh, a six seed is not totally impossible. So when I did the projections of how I think these final three games are going to unfold, it had UK. Like if I had to guess, if I thought it was going to shake out this sort of way, it had UK as the five seed. And with the way I think it shakes out, I don't think UK wins in Knoxville. They can. They certainly can. Auburn had more than enough chances in that game last night. But I don't think they win in Knoxville. So that would have UK as the five playing the winner of Arkansas Vandy with South Carolina waiting on Friday afternoon. Honestly, we all want the top four seeds. But that 
that's a fine scenario. Now, you would get Tennessee on Saturday. I think people would probably rather have Alabama or Auburn potentially, but uh, that it's Saturday in the SEC tournament. Go beat somebody good. Why don't you? But that's the way I see it shaking out with how last night went down. I do think it UK is probably going to be playing on Thursday in the SEC tournament, which is kind of wild to think about. But I, I, in my opinion, that's how it shakes out. There is certainly a scenario where UK could be the sixth seed. That That's not impossible. Um, the scenario I had where UK would be the sixth seed, you'd have Florida as your three, which that, that'd be a little scary of a matchup, playing Florida at 9.30 on Friday night in the SEC tournament. I think Florida's really, really, really good, although they messed around a little bit with Missouri last night. But I think they're – if you want to make like a Final Four future or when you're filling out your brackets here in a few weeks, keep Florida in mind. They, they remind me a lot of Kentucky and obviously played two games down to the wire against the Wildcats. But uh, that's another scenario, scenario where UK gets the sixth seed not impossible that Tennessee would be their three. And then if you beat Tennessee in the regular season finale, you can, you can be the two seed, uh, you know, you'll 190% get one of those top four seeds. So a lot may be riding on that final game in Knoxville, but not a good night for UK's SEC standings last night. There's really no other way to shake it. Uh, but the, I guess if you're looking for a silver lining is the odds are the way that I see it unfolding UK would probably end up a five, even if they lost in Knoxville, and you'd get Tennessee, or you'd get, excuse me, South Carolina as your four. That's not a terrible matchup. You would play, again, Arkansas or Vandy on that Thursday, Thursday afternoon. You should be able to win that game relatively easy, and then you turn your sights on South Carolina, bada boom, bada bing, you go from there. But not a good night, no way around it. We would have liked A&M to beat South Carolina. If Alabama could have been upset, that would have been swell. And uh, especially if Missouri could have taken down Florida, they were down three with like two minutes to go and had had their chances, but they just could not get a stop for the life of them in that game. Uh, still loving the YouTube TV quad box. It's just such a makes for a great college basketball viewing experience. But there's some SEC updates for you. Not a good night for Kentucky, but at the end of the day, we want UK to make an SEC tournament run. So that's why we want them to have an easier chance to do that. But in the SEC tournament, you're really looking to build up wins. Now, do they count for Selection Sunday? Do they not count? Blah, 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 blah. But you're looking to build up wins. You're still going to have an opportunity to do that. You may even get more wins. Some of your favorite players may be able to even pad more of their their stats on the career list, which Corey Price does a great job keeping up with that stuff. Uh, He had some good nuggets from Tuesday's night's win at Mississippi State. But you can win out of that road at the five. I want a top four seed as well, but you can win out of that road if that is the path. But we'll keep an eye on it. A lot can change. Just root for upsets. Root for the teams that are tied with UK to lose. All of them. Unfortunately, a lot of them play each other, so that makes it a little bit more difficult. South Carolina hosts Florida Saturday. They've got one of the more difficult schedules. Um, Hosting Tennessee next Wednesday, and then they end the year at Mississippi State. So um, they're the one who could have a – a lot of movement down the stretch, but you don't have the tiebreaker over him. How in so. the hell was Texas A&M a five-and-a-half-point favorite over South Carolina last night? Because they were at home. I mean, is it, that that's the only reason? Like, you, you don't give a team five-and-a-half who's playing it. I just – I don't I, – I, that line didn't make any sense to me at all. So, I was all over South Carolina. 
Well, you were a little fortunate to win. A&M had more than enough chances. The game looked like it was probably going to go to overtime. South Carolina wins it with a shot with, what, three seconds left? Yeah. Um, yeah. But you also, if you took the points, you were, you were pretty yeah, safe that's, there. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Well. It doesn't sound like A&M was ever going to cover that spread. So, Corey, what's a stat you've tweeted out this week or you've discovered that you think is most jaw-dropping, eye-popping, you could hardly believe it when your fingers tweeted it. Well, uh, well, well this one was fun to tweet, and I do believe it. Just it was fun to tweet uh, uh, last night after uh, Louisville lost by twenty-five to Duke. I saw that Louisville has more twenty-point losses under Kenny Payne than than wins. So that that was fun to to a tweet last night. I mean, that's just. That is a wild. I, I saw a ton of you of all fans taking that tweet, Corey. Yeah. It is wild for that piece of history to be attached to Kenny Payne. Unfortunately, I just I can't. It's hard to like. I I can't imagine. Like you've got C. L. Brown hosting people on his show. What could here's a path to year three with Kenny Payne? How are they wasting their time on that? Okay, like, it that stat right there is just fade on sight. Get the hell out of here, Kenny. That is the worst. I. It's like it, it's hard to believe, but it's true. And you're like, oh yeah, that is right. They get their ass kicked consistently, and they never beat anybody. They're terrible. It's uh, wow that that who, uh, that was one of those. My brain was spinning after I saw that. TJ is like, well, um, I don't understand why people are still wasting their time trying to keep Kenny around because that. I don't think anybody really is, for what it's worth. I think it's Rick Bozich and Jerry Eves who are just – I think they wanted one last little, can we wave the flag, can we rally some support here? But the – you've hit the iceberg. The jig is up. Everybody knows the Titanic's going down. Um, This was never really the Titanic. It was more of just maybe like one of the Titanic lifeboats going down. So are they doing it too? Just because it's like, what else do you talk about? Because like, we, how many times can Eric Crawford write rock bottom stories? You know, maybe, I think maybe he that. finally had another. I think he had another one, didn't he? Where he was like, now it's officially over. Didn't he? I think he did. I think he was like, in fourteen days, I now am of the belief, or I am totally confident that there's going to be a change of direction. Because Rutherford had an interesting tidbit yesterday. Mike Rutherford, three to six, Big X Sports Radio. He did thank us for hosting Roush, but added the caveat that he heard the shows were interesting. But Mike thanks you for your three hours. Mine as okay. well. Um, he's back. He had a really good point yesterday that, well, not a point, but an inside nugget, that they were, that Hurd was prepared to fire him after the Kentucky game. Remember, there was that long break, nine or ten day break, yep. and the plan was, Interim head coach, maybe you can get a little more juice in the program. Maybe you get the players to play a little bit harder. You see that with interim coaches every so often. Look what's gone on with Ohio State. Since they've moved on from Holtman, they've got their best wins of the season. They've played their most competitive basketball. Well, a big donor at UofL that maybe owns a bunch of fast food franchises, potentially, he said, listen, I've kind of heard what's up. Don't do this. And if you let him finish out this year and it's still bad, he doesn't turn it around, it's clear you got to move in a different direction, I'll pay the buyout. 
I'll put the buyout as long as you let him finish out this year. A little meet me in the middle sort of deal. We really like Kenny. We don't want to see him embarrassed middle of the year getting fired. Let him have this season, although what would you do? Extend the embarrassment, really? And then I will foot the buyout, thus making sure L can have that money for its next coach when they make a hire, which when I was hosting the Rutherford Show this week – had Ty Spalding on from cardinalsports.com, and he's mentioned that there's a loophole in Mick Cronin's contract where his big lofty buyout need not pay. So if UofL wants to get Cronin, they can get him on the cheap. You got Mike Rutherford saying the Kenny Buy buyout is taken care of. So interesting kind of movements in the UofL coaching circles if you're paying attention to it. If UofL hires Mick Cronin, I will laugh to high heaven. Uh, it'll be great for the rivalry, but I will have a lot of fun with that if that angry little man is roaming their sidelines next season. I don't think he will be, but hearing Ty talk about just like they very much have looked into this contract or more likely Mick Cronin's people have released to certain people, hey, the contract's not so bad. Nudge, nudge. If you're interested, contract's not as bad as you think, but U of L hires that guy. UK fans are going to laugh about it. They just will. So yeah, McCronin yeah. doesn't scare me. No, not one bit. That would be, um, gosh, that would be that would be very funny. Um, you go, because couldn't have you just gotten Mick previously? I don't know uh, that. The the last bald guy from Cincinnati worked out so well. Why not just do that again? The McCronin stuff, like yes, he's been to a Final Four, but I talked about it on the show. I think he's won one Sweet Sixteen game his entire career, and he's been a coach for forever. It's not like, you know, he's been knocking on the door to Final Fours time and time and time and time again. He's been solid at UCLA. This season's been underwhelming, although they've started to to perform a little bit better. But there's no guarantee that he'd win big at UofL. And there's a chance that once they start losing, the pressure gets to him. Kentucky fans are chirping and making fun of him. He could melt. He doesn't handle exposure all that well. Nope, nope. Uh, just not not the person I think that would be built for the job. Could he win at U of L? Yes, I think, and I think he put together respectable rosters. You obviously wouldn't have four and twenty eight seasons. Us four could coach U of L, and I don't think you'd have a four and twenty eight season. But uh, Roush, to me, just seems like Mick, big horse racing guy. He wants to get back closer to this region, get back closer to horse racing. U of L job, yeah, it's a it's gonna it's gonna be a rebuild, but they're probably gonna have to be a little bit patient with me. If not, who cares? They're gonna pay me. I, it just seems like a one last career stop. Let me do this. Let me do. Let me look out for Mick here a little bit and get back to the horse racing, to the having fun, going to the derbies, coaching basketball in a place that cares about basketball because UCLA doesn't. And uh, you know it'll be fun. I'll have a good time doing it. I think it's all Mick pushing this stuff out that he wants to be the head coach at U of L. I ho- I hope Josh Hurd's not falling for it. If I'm a U of L fan, but if he does, UK fans aren't going to be scared of Mick Cronin. They just no, won't be. He'll at least get them playing some salty brand of basketball, though. Like they'll you'll see effort and intensity. But for sure, I, I yeah, agree with that. No, he, he fans would like that. I don't think he'll be a big loser there. I just also don't think he's going to be the coach that's going to get you all ultra competitive in March from day one. He'll have good seasons, I'm sure, if he's given enough time. But I also think he could have some underwhelming seasons, Roush. This is just some teams that the players don't click. The His style of play isn't always the most exciting for a five-star talent to want to come in for one season and, and play that way. Uh, they didn't get Johnny Jazang, but if there's not a pandemic, they don't get Johnny Jazang. 
Uh, if Johnny Zang isn't a West Coast kid, they don't get him. So the circumstances were perfect to get him. They got him, and it worked really, really well. I just don't know consistently in this era of college basketball. He would get good players. I just don't know if it'd be every single year each team would be stacked. But we'll see. Uh, it seems like Chris Beard, the Must Bus, Nate Oates, Mick Cronin, those are the big names. I still think it's going to be Jerome Tang, if I had to guess today. Tang That'd Yang. be my guess. Yeah. All right, let's get let, – speaking of guesses, let's do some trivia guesses. Yeah. Let's Woo. do it. Corey, can we start and, like, you know, do a few and then take a break, come back and finish it up? Or what's your schedule look like this morning? Yeah, 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 it's fine. We right. need some and take a break. Sweet. So, of course, today is a fairly un- uncommon day, a leap day. So, uh, got a couple guys that were born leap day. You, you can guess how old they are as of today. Ooh. Ooh, so, like, given, you know, the four-year thing. Well, I mean, what they're, like, they're, they're their actual ages. Yeah, okay. not not the every four-year stuff. Well, that wouldn't, oh, be okay, that wouldn't be their actual age, though. Because their their birthdays, their birthdays only every four years. Yep. <laughs> so the first one is rapper Ja Rule. Ooh, Ja uh, Rule, very famous Firefest documentary uh, star. Um, He's born on Leap Day, huh? He sure is. My godson, shout out to him. He had his birthday yesterday. He he was almost uh, he wasn't too far from being a, a leap day baby. Although he was he's turned five, so I guess that wouldn't even have been a leap year. Um, but almost different year, different day. February twenty eighth, March first. You always got to be thinking about that sort of stuff. But Ja Rule, how old is he, Roush? What's my name? Uh, I'm gonna say that he's forty four. I'm going to say Jaw Rule is 49, a young 49 years old. Ooh, I, I, I've got you all in the middle. I've got 47. Well, uh, it's a tie between uh, Scoots and TJ. Jaw Rule is 48. 48. <laughs> wow, nice. Well, Scoots got to go last, so I'll take the win there. Uh, hey, we're playing Price is Right rules. I was under, no, so I'll take the you win know, there. This is Corey Price is not right rules, and you know that. <laughs> well, technically, he's only 12 years old. So, uh, <laughs> <Point>. <laughs> Rouse is the closest. Yeah. All right, well, I'll take a half a point there. <laughs> All right, the next one is Tony Robbins. The oh motivational speaker, Tony Perkins. I'm, I'm surprised uh, Tony Robbins isn't more of a thing in social media. Did he get canceled or something? Did didn't he get like me tooed? I know Tony Robbins from Shallow Hal. Uh, he was. I mean, that was a it was a big early mid 2000s. He was very popular then. I think he's kind of old. I'm going to say 59. I had, until you mentioned, I, I, I could not get a picture of Tony Robbins in my head, Roush, until you mentioned Shallow How. I can picture him now. 62. He young. Okay. I, I have no idea here because I only know Tony Robbins from Family Guy, that skit where they make fun of him. Fa- Tony Robbins hungry. So I only know the cartoon version of Tony Robbins. I'll, I'll go a little younger. I'll do 56. TJ is the closest. He is 64. Mm. Mm. Oh, 64, so that'd make him 18, actually. Um, Legal. <laughs> That's bad math. Ma- your math's a little off there. Okay, so... He'd be 16. He'd be 16. He can drive. Yeah. Not legal, Roush. <laughs> so these next ones are events that happened on Leap Day, and you just got to guess what year you think it happened. Oh, okay. Love it, love it. I'm having fun. So Hugh Hefner's first 
Play Playboy Club opens in Chicago on Leap Day in what year? 40, 48. Oh, wow. You went way back. So I think the Playboy Club was after the mu the magazine became pretty popular. So I'm going to say 72. Oh, it did become popular. I thought it became popular before the magazine. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming that, that he used the money from the magazine to make the club. That uh, makes that that makes sense. That make probably more sense than what I'm thinking. Scoots, what do you got? For some reason, 65 is sticking out for me. So I'm going to go with that. 65 is not a, a leap year, Scoots. So. How am I supposed to know what's a leap year or not? I'm not going to sit here and do math, Corey Price. And if that's what you're insinuating, it's just not happening. Yeah, but Scoots, uh, leap years are all even numbers. <laughs> How? They're every seven years, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, that's like Jelinski last night. Several means seven. I don't know if you all watch Survivor or not. That guy. Scoots, you, Wait, you, Survivor Scoots, you think, started last night? Yeah, Survivor. I, I, yeah, Survivor started last oh. night. Scoots, you think leap years are every seven years? Aren't or is it four? Four years, every four years. We were we were doing the math, and you just yeah. Is it four or seven? It's 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 four. Scoots. Okay. It's four. It's four. Okay. You're getting the leap years mixed up with the locusts. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, scooty, scooty, scoots. Oh, boy. I mean, if he wasn't the producer, you bet your sweet buns that'd be a drop tomorrow. <laughs> like, we'd be playing that bad boy. Maybe I'll make it one anyways. All the time. That was really funny, Scoots. Thank you for that. Uh, Corey, but what year did the Playboy Club oh. open? Well, I guess technically Scoots was closer. It was 1960. Hey, oh. <laughs> he still gets the win. <laughs> All right. Good job, Scoots. So the next one, the film The Lord of the Rings Return of the King wins a record tying 11 Oscars at the Academy Awards on this leap year. I think Two I know the correct answer. I, I think it's 2004. Now, which which Fellowship of the Ring? Is that what you said? This is The Return of the King. Oh, yeah. it's It's got to be 04. 04. Yeah, that's it. 2004 is correct. Woo! Hey, oh, guys. Nice. Let's go, baby! Scoots does do a better version. What's that, Roush? I, I watched him. I liked him. Yeah, I did too, but I've never had the desire to go back and watch them again. Same. I mean, totally couldn't agree more with everything you said. I watched them when I was younger, when they were out. I liked them, enjoyed them. Wasn't totally like in love with them. Wasn't like a fanboy necessarily, but I don't think I've gone back and rewatched from start to finish ever. Yeah, yeah, um, fine, but just you know, not for me. I remember trying to read the books, and I was so just long. Like, yeah, nope, I'm out on this. Can't can't do it. We had to read The Hobbit in school, and honestly, that probably made me more excited to watch the movies than I would have been had I not. And the book was just okay. Like, it, I mean, it's a long ass book, but it was just not. I mean, it was wasn't even that good, really. No offense to the Hobbit fans out there. Suck it, Tolkien. Yeah, suck it. Next one. The Beatles' Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band wins the Grammy for Best Album of the Year, the first rock and roll LP to do so. Ooh, okay. Um, I've got two guesses. I do, too. I'm wondering which one you're going to go with. I went first last time. You go first this time. Uh, I think it's actually... I think it's the earlier of my two choices because they still had a few 
come out later. So I'm going to say 64. Okay. I was thinking later than that. Okay. I'm thinking 72. Oh, se- 72 was my guess too, but I'll, I'll, I'll bump it up four years. I'll go 76. Uh, they were broken up by then. Damn it. It was, ni- it was 1968. Yeah. Oh, I'm the tween one. I went the I wrong know. way. You went I the went the wrong, the way, wrong way. I knew it was either 64 or 68. When, when they break up, like 71? Uh, it was 1970. 1970 even? Okay. I was thinking 72 or 68, and I went the higher one. Bummer. Really Bummer. That that is um that that's that's my favorite Beatles album. Like that that one's that one's a lot of fun. How many more do we have, Corey? Uh I've got two more uh leap day events and then we can take a break if you want. Yeah, perfect. Let's do that. Next one, the film Gone with the Wind wins eight Oscars at the Academy Awards. Fifty-two. <laughs> TJ. Oh, let's see. I'll go fifty-eight. Oh no, Scoot's got you thrown all out of whack. Because <laughs> Gone with the Wind was the same year as Wizard of Oz, and I guess they were both released in twenty-seven. So the Oscars would have been the following year in twenty-eight. That early, huh? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I knew. I mean, new early, not that early though. All right, uh, Corey, what is it? Did you say fifty-eight, TJ? I did. That's that's forty. No, I think I said forty-eight. Oh yeah. Okay. No, he said fifty-eight, but that's not a leap year. Pretty sure you said said fifty-eight. Okay, meant forty-eight. That's fine. Well, uh, well, I guess the year you meant closer. It was nineteen forty. It was forty. Oh wow. so, oh, it had been released in 39, and then Correct. they yep. won the thing in 40. Okay. I thought it was earlier. Oh, oh, well. I was very confident in that answer, too. You were. I was overly confident. Yeah. Right. Uh, last one for Leap Day. Uh, UK last played on Leap Day in 2020 against Auburn and Rupp Arena. Who was Kentucky's leading scorer that day? I mean, they, they beat Auburn by a million that game. I remember where I was at for that one. Was that a diaper party? Um, I was at that game, one uh, by 27. I was really bummed it wasn't a 30-point win. Who was the leading scorer in that one, Roush? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Emmanuel quickly. It's a safe bet for that I season. Think, I'll I think go, we were up then, and we were like talking like SEC Player of the Year, potentially. Yeah, quickly is probably the, the guess I like the best, but I'll go Maxi. Uh. Roush is right. It was quickly with 18 points. Woo! Gosh, cannot believe that that Auburn team ended our season that year. Yeah, that was, uh, uh, that's a bummer. Wait, no, I'm getting my season. No, that was the year before. Either way. The pandemic. Before. The pandemic ended that team's year. Yeah, um, all right, let's go to our break. We'll come back. We'll keep Trivia Thursday rolling. We'll get to the Thornton's text line, grab-and-go texters, whatever else is on your mind. Send it on in. Stop at a Thornton's to get your Thursday started off on the right foot. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. We'll be back after this.
Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Let's all just make sure we mute ourselves when we go uh, to different areas of our house to do dishes. Uh, welcome back in. Just kidding. This is a, I need to mute myself when I'm typing on the keyboard. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, Thursday edition, KRC. Text on in. We'll get to the grab-and-go textures. I think we have a little more trivia to go, though, with Corey P. before we do that. Love the uh, love the leap year trivia. A lot of fun. I told uh, um, my son today that it was leap day, and he was like, what? What? That, no, that's silly. Like he, I know he's not going to get the concept. I was like, no, it's like, it's like jump. And he's like, no. He, he was very upset when I told him it was leap day. He was not having it. Even he knew it was only every four years, though. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I don't he, know what I was confused. Cool. He learns things, unlike some people. I don't know what I was confusing that for. I don't I don't know why seven was in my head. I got nothing. So, uh, Saturday we play Arkansas. So, these questions involve Arkansas, but not, not just the school, just things with the state of Arkansas. Ooh, okay. Love so, that. Uh, and what year did Arkansas alum Jerry Jones purchase the Dallas Cowboys? Ooh, oh, great question. Great question. Scoots is going to be racking his brain to think of leap years now. Um, I actually think I got it. I'll go. I, I don't have it. I'll go 86. Scoots? I think it was 68. No, no. Oh. Time out. Time out. 76. 76. He was playing in 68. 76. He was still going to he was going to segregation rallies still, I think, in the early 60s. Yeah. Actually, um, I'm changing again. 1988 was the answer. Damn it, that is the answer. Yep. That's the right answer. Yep. Uh actually it's nineteen eighty-nine. Yeah, second both of you. That's not oh, we're done with leap year. Oh, we still were doing leap year. I was still on no, leap yeah. year. <laughs> I tried I tried to warn you all. Yeah, I was stuck on leap years. Oh, Damn wow. it. <laughs> oh, Scoots, don't pretend like you were accidentally doing a leap year. I, I actually, I, so I actually read the article the other day about how he bought the Cowboys for like, I don't know, it was like $160 million and now they're worth like $9.9 billion. Just crazy. Well, I think, it, I think it was recently the anniversary, which is why yeah. it was uh, appropriate question from Mr. Price. Damn it. Good one, good Corey. Jo- good job, Corey. That's right. So, Walmart, their headquarters are in Bentonville, Arkansas. So, if you exclude Sam's Club, how many Walmart locations are there in the U.S. as of January 31st? I've been to the OG Walmart. It was a uh, five and dime initially. Um, and it's right. I mean, it's a it's like Shepherdsville to Louisville for Fayetteville. Like, it's a very short drive away. So, when we went down there, we had to pay a visit. I guessing how many walmarts there are now this is just in the u.s correct yes and this does not include sam's club so just walmarts okay who i would guess on average a state would have averaging them out for state sizes i would guess a state would have 80 walmarts per state so i'm going to go four thousand walmarts yeah just that's, to, that's, that's just to go my my line of thinking there's going to obviously be some states that have significantly more than 80 Walmarts, and there's going to be some that have significantly fewer, but I, I think that's a nice round number for me. 
Uh, I'm going to do the same thing, but think it's more towards 100. And then sprinkle and change a little bit. So I'm going to say 5,500. I think, despite me being a complete Walmart expert, I think you all are way too high. You've, you've got to think about like the North Dakotas, the Idahos that only have a handful of them. I'm going way less. I'm going to do, say like 2,700. So, Scoots, how much is 2,700 in leap years? I don't know. Don't, don't confuse me any further, Corey. Uh, uh, what was your guess, uh, Roush? Sorry. 5,500. 5, 5,500, 4,000, and then Scoot said 2,500 or whatever. TJ's closer. It's 4,615. Wow. Ah, I should have just done the 5,000, and I would have been right there. Yeah, we would have met in the middle there again. So it was 4,500 or 46, you said? 4,615, yep. Okay, so it's about 92 per state when you break it down that way. Interesting. Okay, we hey, good guess, Roush. Yeah, yeah. We, we, were, we, were, we were close. So uh, Bill Bill Clinton was uh, he's from uh, Arkansas, of course, uh, born born in Hope. Prior to Bill Clinton, who was the last Democrat to serve two terms as U.S. president? Prior to Clinton. Okay. Um, Lyndon B. Okay. Johnson. That's all I got. Does that count? Uh, well, no, because he didn't serve two full terms. He served correct. Oh, but he did serve two terms. I didn't. I had no well, idea. He, well, it was it was part of Kennedy's. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, gosh. Um. So before LBJ, wasn't Ike was the FDR? I was also thinking maybe FDR. Um, yeah. I think I think it is right because it wasn't Nixon and Truman yeah. didn't get two full terms. Lyndon B. Johnson didn't get two terms, did he? No, yeah, that was no, that was, was my guess. So FDR. Actually, uh, Roush Harry S. Truman did get two full terms. Oh, okay. Yep. So, was, so did he get? Uh, I guess he came in when FDR died, and then he got two on top of that. Yes. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. Learn something out. new every day. You got us on that one, Corey. Yeah. I Good job. Ike, I thought Ike came and pushed him out. There we go. Name the only Arkansas alum to grace the cover of Madden. Oh. Darren McFadden? Peyton Hillis. It was Peyton Hillis in mm. 2012. Uh, he should have never been on there for what it was worth. That's the true. Browns fans got a hold of that. Uh, that was some early internet voting where yeah. Browns fans just they, they they got their guy. They got their guy. Yeah. All right, last one. Since 2000, Arkansas is one of two schools the UK has multiple wins against after trailing by at least 10 points at halftime. Who is the other school? Hmm. Since 2000. Correct. It's got to be Louisville, right? Louisville in 04, they were down double digits and came back and won. What about the tournament game? Were they down double digits in the second half? They were down by a lot. But I don't Did you say halftime or just in the game, Corey? At halftime. They were, they, were down, they were down double digits at halftime in 04. That's for sure. Is there another one that they were down? Maybe one of those early Tubby Rupp or a... Tubby Patino games, maybe? 
I just I can't I can't remember if that NCAA tournament game. I know they were down by a lot, and Kentucky went on a crazy run there at the end of the game. It was like a twelve to two run or something like that to end the game. But I don't West West Virginia potentially, but I don't know if that's a halftime thing. Um, and that twenty eleven NCAA tournament, they were up, and I think they got up double digits before UK and Brandon Knight came back and beat them. And then obviously that Kevin Knox team was definitely down double digits in Morgantown. Yeah. But, you know, weirdly enough, we're not saying any SEC teams. Right. I can't I can't think of any huge comebacks that weren't LSU in the 90s, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, Louisville and West Virginia. It is West Virginia, TJ. Good job. Let's go, baby. They did it, uh, obviously, in the 2018 Big 12 uh, SEC Challenge. And the 2008 Las Vegas Invitational Championship. Oh, okay. So I remember that one. I was on my way back from Knoxville, Tennessee. I'd watched the the basketball cats or the football cats in person down there, and they had lost. And then we were listening to the game, trying to watch it. I think we had maybe like a the the old remote TV with the with the big antenna on it. <laughs> but was I don't know if that was the game or the event. Where DeAndre Liggins had quit the team, he had like sat on the end of the bench. He had been promised he was going to be a point guard, and he was mad he wasn't getting enough point guard play. And then he may have ended up winning the MVP of that whole event. It was a weird thing that Las Vegas Invitational with DeAndre Liggins. Somebody older than me may may remember it a little bit better, but yeah, I wasn't thinking about that West Virginia game. People forget that one. I do. Me, oh, I forget I, that I one. Totally forgot that happened. That I, existed. I, 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 most fans try to forget that 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 whole season, so it's fun. They won the championship, Corey. They were the Las Vegas Invitational champions. The, nothing can take that away from old Billy G. That was the the peak moment, though. In his uh in his Kentucky tenure, unfortunately. Uh that was a fun one. Gosh, forgot about that one. All right, you have any others or is that it for Trivia Thursday? That's it. And Scoots, uh 2008 was a leap year. So <laughs> correct. Hold on. 2024 minus seven, 17, minus seven's ten, minus seven's three. No, that's not right. <laughs> Scoots, you were thinking about how long it takes to graduate Hogwarts. And I can see uh, why you would – one's like a mythological time to be at a fake school. The other is just a made-up day to randomly throw in a day that, every four years. I mean, I feel like that maybe checks out, but I think it was more so – I was thinking in terms of years how, say, like Friday falls on Monday one year, Tuesday the next year, thir- Wednesday, Thursday, and it just I, – I, I, I have no idea. I told you all I was tired, didn't get much sleep. My, my brain's clearly not working right. I don't – I, I don't – I don't think Friday will ever fall on the Monday on any year. Is that uh, what I said? Actually. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Jesus. You said Friday will fall on the Monday one, one year. Rough, st- rough start for old Scoots. Yeah. Uh, you didn't sleep well. No. Have you all seen the proposal for a new calendar? Uh, is this like the French Revolution calendar? That I don't know. That was little experiment they tried. Did what they, what'd they, they try? Even, they even tried new days of the week. Um, I forget. It's a very – there's a lot of funny names. I kind of want to pull it up. Uh, but, yeah, right, well, they were – I'll read this one while you read, get that okay. one ready. Okay. So, some people are like, calendars are stupid. Why do I have to count on my knuckles if there's 31 days this month or not? And why do – every four years do we randomly have a random day thrown into things? So, somebody said, you could have the calendar that has 13 months instead of 12 months, and you would have 28 days – in each month. So each month would be exactly four weeks, 
wouldn't be like some months have five, some have four. And then an extra day would be added as a holiday at the end of the year after December 28th. You could call it whatever you wanted. You could call it New Year's Day, make it its own day. And it wouldn't belong to any month, week, or year. It'd just be the New Year Day. So 13 months, 28 days each, one holiday built in just randomly every year at the end of the year. It's just called Holiday Day. What, ooh, that could be football day. We play the college football playoff on that day. Call it football day. Yeah. One, we get a new month. We get to come up with a cool name for a new month. That's I'm fun. Down. Yeah, I'm down for that. Where do we squeeze it in? I say maybe in between July and August. Ooh, but then that would make the off season linger longer. I think I think we squeeze it in between August and September. So it makes football season sound like it's longer. Who cares? We got an extra ooh. month. We can ooh. play with it. We can ooh. figure it out. We've we've kicked back March Madness some, so let's go ahead and put it in front of March, so that the entire NCAA tournament is actually played in March, and we don't get bleed over into April. Don't hate that. I don't hate that in the in the slightest. What was the what did the French do? What did Napoleon so, try to implement? Um, this was actually pre Napoleon. This was the other people, and I, I forget. Basically, the French were so full of themselves. Uh, they were just really, really full of themselves. They felt like. It was their responsibility to speak for the people on behalf of the world. So I'll just I'll just read the names of some of them. The one that I remember most pointedly is Thermidor because there was a big uh, that was the big uh, there was like a big revolt that day where a lot of things changed. Um, that's in the middle of the summer, along with Mesidor and Fructador, um, which that's when kind of like harvest time. You're going to start picking your fruit during Fructador. They wanted uh, those to be the names of the month. Yeah, those were the summer names of the months. Um, yeah, that's so dumb. Vintos, Pluvos, and Nevos are the winter months. Um, spring, and some of this, may, like they're just taking, uh, like germinal is like germination. So that's, they're kind of trying to pull some mm -hmm. Latin out of there. Uh, Florial and Prairial. Um, so like they're, yeah. I, I was selfishly I hoping the names would be more fun or, or silly. Brumer Vindemier. Um, but yeah, that I'm, I'm trying to see how long it actually lasted. Because um, I don't I don't think they were able to hold on to this very long because they had like 20 different governments in like 10 years. It was it was a wild time. Wild did time. you did you take French in, in, in school, Nick? That was that's, that's pretty good. You like that? Yeah, um, I did. I did. Yeah. Uh, so the first republic was proclaimed oh. in 1792, and it lasted until what, what are we, 1804. Where, where are we going with this, though? I, I don't know. I just thought it was silly. But they, they tried a new calendar for eight years, and believe it or not, getting everybody to buy into a new calendar did not work. Did not work. Leap, leap day talk with the Kentucky Roll Call fellas. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. We'll get to some of those grab-and-go texters. Corey, have a great Thursday. Thanks for all the trivia. Thank you, guys. You all have a wonderful leap day. You, you as well. We'll talk to you in four years. This is KRC on the Big X, hour number two, coming up next after this. And they'll walk through that door Just living on love Living on love
Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. Fun first hour, I enjoyed the trivia. Good job by Corey Price, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen back for hour number two. Roush, you're heading up to the combine, right? Yeah, yeah, going combining here with Mr. Luckett um, at the bottom of the hour. So, uh, speaking with Drew Phillips today, I uh, got Ray Davis, Devin Leary, Tavion Robinson, they're on the slate. Uh, Trevin Wallace is getting his first swing at workouts today at 3 p.m. So you can pretty much every day for the next four days, you'll be able to watch them starting at three on the NFL Network. Uh, Wallace, he's one of those guys that he he could be very Jamin Davis-like where his just freakish athleticism could have him skyrocket up draft boards. So um, we'll be keeping a close eye on him. Phillips is one of those. uh, Daniel Jeremiah is one of the more respected guys in the the draft business and he's he thinks phillips is a day one starter in the nfl at nickel so um some good numbers this weekend could get him all the way up to day two i'm curious what ray davis is going to do because i mean tj we saw how explosive he is but he doesn't look like the fastest guy so i i feel like if he's got those fast splits off the line um his ability to catch passes out of the backfield should differentiate him from the pack but i I am just fascinated to see what he's going to put up because he doesn't look like the greatest athlete, but we just saw how many big plays he can make. So uh, th- those are, I think, are the big three that can move on up. Uh, Jeremy Flax is one too. He's just so damn big that he uh, he he's probably going to end up getting drafted, and um, it I, it's unfortunate timing for him because uh, yesterday there was a video of him going around the internet of suplexing some dude in the Kentucky locker room. So, well, if teams are those questions, if teams are looking for somebody with a little bit of fight, there, there you go. Tough to argue against that. And so that's an old video, by the way. Yeah, like they're in full pads. That that was probably during like training camp last summer. I I could not have cared any less about that video. Besides the fact, horrible, horrible punch form. Just a bad fight all around. A lot of slapping. Footwork's horrible. Nobody's really even squaring up. But it was a nice suplex. Like it was a it yeah. was a good finishing move there. That's probably going to help him on draft day. I could not believe there was a couple of UK fans, and then U of L. Mostly they were just trying to to try to stir up drama, which is understandable. But oh, look at that culture. If you don't think there's a fight in every single D1 locker room, you are dumb. dumb, dumb. The, uh, the, the, the bad culture part is just the video getting out. Like, that's... That, Agreed. That's, that's, yeah, what, like, that's what cannot happen. Is like, who posted that? Like, you know, and secondly, more people probably should have jumped to help in or stop it earlier. But these are 20-year-olds, 21-year-olds yeah, that stuff playing happens. football. Yeah, you're going to have some fights. I was more disappointed in, in the types of punches that were thrown. It was. It had very much a hockey feel where they let him go for a little bit, and then it's like, all right, he got the suplex in, time to break it up. Um, I I think it was a walk-on that he was fighting too. Like, Flax, you can't let a walk-on get under your skin. 
Like, you know, I mean, come on. And also, you need to whoop them. Roush, do you, do you like the, like, do you genuinely like the combine? Obviously, there's a market for it because it gets as much coverage as it does. Mm-hmm. But I just, I don't know. Like, I want the Kentucky guys to do well. But I, even from, like, a Green Bay fan perspective, I just, it's not like I'm going to be like, oh, my gosh, that guy had a good workout. I Now I definitely want him. I just can't get into it. But I know I may not be that level of football nerd that they're appealing to here. So some of it, like part of the reason why I like going is because it is kind of like an NFL convention. Um, and that part of it is is fun to be in the mix with a lot of people because you see all these NFL reporters and there's a lot of um, glad handing and back slapping and all that sort of stuff going on. I like that aspect of it. And then there's another part of me too that I, I do marvel at – just how great some of these athletes are. Like there's, there's part of that where you're just like, wow, holy crap. Um, and also getting to just to see some of those guys in per in person, like seeing Kyler Murray, I was like, dude, that looks like somebody I would shove into a locker, not a first overall pick, but by God, he, he he's that good at football, right? Like it, it just works. So I, I like being there, but <clears throat> I, I will say part of it is really, really just like, I mean, these guys spend, three months just focusing exclusively on these six workouts or whatever it might be. I think their time could be better spent working on being football players than these six workouts. Um, It is kind of funny though. My cousin's in the uh, air force reserves and uh, he is getting ready for a deployment. And um, he, he, uh, he actually was, I, I didn't know this, but, Exos, I only know Exos as the NFL draft prep kind of training academy, but uh, apparently that they train some of the military too to get them ready for deployments both before and after they come back to make sure they get their bodies right. And he like was hanging out with Ray Davis and Plummer and you know some other guys um, out down there at Exos working out. So I thought that was kind of cool, even though it does seem a little bit silly that that much stock is put into six workouts. Which workout would you be the best at? Forty yard down. Ash, bench pressing 225 pounds, vertical jump, broad jump, 20-yard shuttle, three-cone drill, 60-yard shuttle. So it's either the 20-yard shuttle or just the 40. Because I got long legs, so my last 25-ish yards are pretty good. Getting off the line is the hardest part. Like that, like basically half of their training is just – figuring out the optimum way to, to get off the line. Um, and then I would say like the, the, the short shuttle. Um, Cause if you, if you get your strides right and a good repetition, you can cover a lot of ground really quickly. Um, the, the one that I think is the, I'll never forget going to pro day. And I felt so bad for Taylor window because I'm kind of like this too, where I'm not great change of direction. And he just could not do the three cone drill without, smacking cones around like he just could not he just couldn't do it that that one is it looks easy but it is much more challenging than than what it appears scooch what about you any drill you'd kill Uh, i was gonna go with the 40 yard dash too just because it's the easiest and yeah i'm not the fastest guy in the world but none of my numbers at the combine would be very good so yeah i would take the 40 yard dash i am sitting here thinking about like how i could feasibly 
try to do a 40-yard dash and have somebody there with me to time it? Because now I'm just curious what my time would be. I know I'd probably be in the fives. I mean, I'd be slower than Tom Brady. You you wouldn't you would be in the fives, not the sixes. Maybe the sixes. Yeah, I might have given myself too much credit with the fives. Could you I, do the two twenty five bench press? No, no, no shot. I bet you could do it one I, time. I doubt it. Maybe if I got like a spotter behind me, making sure that bar doesn't fall across my neck, I might might give it a go. But I I doubt I could do it. So I, I went to a combine event in high school, TJ, and. Um, and it, I, I was in a weird uh, intermediate, like, before Huddle came out and all this stuff. So, I was like, oh, well, this will be a way to get noticed, not knowing that, like, really the camps in the summer are the way to go. Um, but they, they did 185 for the bench press, and I had never – like, I bench, not a strength of mine. I got long arms, not a big chest, wasn't a strength of mine. And I did it, like, nine times, and I don't think I'd ever done more than five. So, I was like, hell yeah. Like, look at me. Yeah, let's go. Um, but doing the 225, yeah. It, what sucks is that, like, now, too, all these guys are just – there's so many opt-outs of it. It's so annoying. Like, the the best quarterbacks, they aren't going to throw. A lot of these guys don't do bench press anymore. And bench press was fun. They basically set it up like a stadium where you'd have all these GMs watching dudes bench. It was a lot of fun. And now, really, only the guys that are at the bottom of the, the totem pole do it. So, that that that's a little disappointing. I like when they make the NBA people bench. And you got, like, Kevin Durant's little skinny spider-leg arms, and he just can't even get that far. I like that better for the for the NBA players. But, yeah, I, it's just – it's not it's not for me. That being said, I know you and Lucky will do a great job with coverage and look forward to seeing it all. But that's the next three days, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the workouts will go through Sunday. Um, but we'll have most of the interviews wrapped up um, over the next two days. So um, just re- re- really hoping that Trevin, because Trevin Wallace, is bi- like his biggest weakness is he's not a, like the most technical linebacker. Like he doesn't he, – he's not um, the most instinctual read and react. He's just a crazy athlete who makes some awesome plays. Um, I, I'm, I'm – exaggerating a little bit there so show that athleticism trevin like back it up with some crazy test numbers he broke some some wild ones back when he was in high school um, like lindsey scott's track record so go out there and show that you can be that outstanding athlete and he could he could make himself some money this weekend good luck to the wildcats out there and good luck to you if you're trying to get salsaritas you won't need luck you'll just need that salsaritas app on your phone you'll save time and money you can order catering on the salsaritas app and at one of their two locations you can have your food waiting for you if you download it on the salsaritas app they're out in middletown right out on shelbyville road that location has a drive-through nice big patio if you want to sit outside St. Matthew's location, no drive-through, but like we said, the food can be waiting for you inside the store if you order online the app. They do have a nice big covered patio there, friendly service, fresh food at both locations. Check them out today. We love Salsaritas. We also love our grab-and-go texters on the Thornton's text line. Yep. Let's head on over and grab and go. Uh, a little later than normal, but it is a trivia Thursday, and it'll be a text-heavy show the remainder of the broadcast the texture says now that roush is back since scoots hates good tv blue now that roush is back since scoots hates good tv bluey episodes grannies whale watching parents hung over from new year's eve mm-hmm. facey talk and granny Mo- mobile those are yeah. good 
Those the are good. Mobile one is uh, that one just cracks me up every time. So, something about little muffin um, just being a curmudgeon. Very funny. Very cute. Um, also, I, I'm getting way too many bluey, much bluey content in my Instagram feed now. Like it's love me some bluey, but um, parental revelations uh, via bluey. It's like we get it. I, I know the what's crazy. I didn't realize that Sleepy Time is now one of the higher rated TV episodes out there. Just it's well done, well done show. Great I didn't show. know that either. Texter says, "Oh, John from Lake Forest here. Hadn't heard from John in a little bit. Hope you're doing all right, John." With Mitch McConnell announcing his retirement, many are wondering if he has been given word that Trump wins a second term, then Russiagate 3.0 will be unleashed by the Democrats. Mitch would be implicated along with many others. Would like to know your thoughts on this and many other geopolitical topics, Ukraine, border issue, Rothschild's death this past weekend. Also along those same lines, should Reed and Rob be starting? Have a great day. John and Lake Forest. Johnny Lake Forest touching on all the interesting topics. Um, I don't want to give other countries money that when when we when we need it. So that's my thoughts mostly on Ukraine. Mitch stepping down, long overdue. Something I think Democrats and Republicans. I don't know one person out there that's like, no, we need it. We need more Mitch McConnell. We yeah. need more. We need term limits for our senators. I think at some point in his. Career, I think Mitch McConnell did a lot for Kentuckians that wasn't published or they didn't do a good job. Yeah, celebrated probably the way that it did. And then I think he got caught up in the machine, as so many often do. And he's a very, very wealthy man. So best of luck in his retirement. But it sounds like he's still going to finish out his term. He's just stepping down from a leadership position in November. So we still got a little bit of old Mitch McConnell. But, yeah, I'm – he he's way too old to be representing our country and representing us Kentuckians. It's yep. not. I mean, it's sad. I mean, we are going to we people are going to look back at our generation, Roush, for this time in history. And I, I was listening to like a an ABC News report yesterday when I was driving around, and you know, like at the top of the hour, they'll they'll do their news reports, and they were touching on Mitch McConnell, and they were like, recently he had health issues such as falling down and freezing while speaking. And I just couldn't help but think that like fast forward to the year like 3100 if we're still around and be like, yeah, Mitch McConnell, he retired at 82 because he was having medical conditions like freezing while talking. People will be like, wait, what? Back then, you'd been in politics so long that you would freeze while you talk? What the hell was going on back in 2024? And it's true. What the hell is going on in 2024? Why do we have the oldest dinosaurs in the world representing us? Boomer. They don't even know how to work a cell phone. We wouldn't trust them to drive our toddlers to daycare, but we trust them to figure out to how to stop World War III, that we trust them to figure out economy issues. Yeah, right. And I'm not an ageist. I, I love our grandmas and grandpas. I just don't want them representing and making l- rules and laws for us when we're going to be feeling the results of that when they're going to be in the ground for another two or three decades. Well, they're going to be in the ground, ideally, hopefully forever. But we'll be living with the results of this legislative body for decades and decades to come. Uh, I get really annoyed with it, John and Lake Forest. But thanks for letting me a little avenue for politics. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, also, I would just say the pretty wild, the 60 minutes thing they did on the border were just like, 
people were just walking in this opening that was there, you know, onto some guy's property, and they just couldn't do anything about it. That was a uh, apparently it has been closed since that sixty minute report, though. Uh, it's not. Yeah. It, it is. It is not closed. It has not been closed since the Biden administration's been there. Well, I, I'm talking about that one specific spot. That one that spot, was, the guy's backyard. That was yeah. like, like there was like, why don't you? Do, I can't. I can't do anything about it. Yeah, that that was <laughs> crazy. crazy. Um, but yeah, we yeah. don't need to talk about the border. Uh, Reed and Rob should not start. I like what UK's doing. I don't care as long as they're playing a lot of minutes, and they are. I'm cool with it. They do not so, need to start to me, John Lake Forest. That's what Cal basically said. We're not going to change anything up with the starting lineup because it doesn't matter. And I've I've like I've typically followed in line with it. Although I am starting to get to a point where I'm like, okay, are we sure it doesn't matter? Because the starting lineup at the beginning of the game was down. 14 to three and then they got down 13 points to start the second half it's like do we need to do we need to dig ourselves into a hole to start the games in the second half i'm not to say that it does not matter but on the flip side of that roush like you start reed and rob they're going to need a break what if the team goes on that run when they take the break midway through the first half instead like it, it you just you can always play the what if game but if you want to play the what if game you really need to play it so if you start reading Rob, all right, hopefully slow starts are gone. That would be the idea behind it. And you, you are the team that jumps out ahead. Well, what happens when they need a break and they need a breather? Or what if you say, you know what, this is going really well. They look like they're fine. I can keep them in. Let's keep running this thing up. And then in the second half, their legs are dead potentially. Now, I do agree with you. You're not really saving their legs when they're not starting. You save their legs in the game after they've been right. playing and you can give them a little bit of a breather, but Cal's quote yesterday said it all. And I don't have it verbatim, but he wanted, he basically said, I'm not switching the starting lineup because I want to keep our guys engaged. I want to, he basically said, I don't, I don't want to switch the starting lineup because I want to get DJ Wagner down on the dumps. That's the, what I took from that. And not, honestly, not if that's the case, don't we all agree with that? If that is where things are, I, I'm fine with that. My my mine wouldn't be Rob and Reed coming in. It would be just Reed for um, Edwards. Okay, you know, playing three guards and having Thierro as your four. Now, is that a little, you know, is that a little too small? Maybe. Um, but I've always liked Rob coming off of the bench and just being a spark plug and energizer bunny. Well, doesn't well, doesn't Justin Edwards kind of feel like that scenario about DJ Edwards that Roush or that TJ just threw out? Like you can't take him off the floor because you don't want to hurt his confidence and potentially get him down in the dumps, especially now when he seemingly found his game. There's a lot of people listening that are like, "Who cares about their players' feelings? You got to do what's best for the team." Cal's quote was. He's trying to build up every player. And that is, I think, an, ad an exact address to a DJ Wagner and a Justin Edwards, where if they get pulled off the starting lineup, it would be hitting home that, hey, you know, we we like other guys better than you. Enjoy the bench. When in reality, it's not it's much more complicated than that. Like you all still need to be really good players. We still need you all to play. We just want better starts off the get-go. Stay motivated, stay hungry, and be ready to go out there and play. Maybe people are going to have different opinions on that. Nothing that I say or Roush says or Scoot says is probably going to change your opinion about the starting lineups. I'm not going to make a big stink about it, though, until I look at the final box score and I say, why did Reed Shepard only play 
20 minutes today? Mm-hmm. Or why did Dillingham only play 18 minutes? And another thing about starting one versus the other, I do love when they play together. I like when they come in together. I think of opposing defense is like, all right, you know, we have a lead or we played Kentucky even, or maybe we're down to DJ Wagner and Reeves and Justin Edwards. And then they look over the scores table and they see two of the most dynamic, prolific scores in all of college basketball setting to check in after you've just gone toe-to-toe with UK for the last five minutes, four minutes, however long it may be. I kind of like the message that that sends. And I like seeing those two guys come in together ready to just bleep, bleep up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm not there. I'm getting a little bit closer after the previous slow start. But I, I if, if that's a trend that continues, then I'll be worried. But and here's the other thing too: he's going to put Trey Mitchell back in the starting lineup when Trey's healthy. Which we got an update, which was kind of a non-update. And he's teasing us, Roush. Yeah, he's, he's teasing us. I'm pretty sure Trey did practice some last week but he didn't practice multiple you know multiple times um so casual spiel is if you if you don't practice you're not going to play well we heard last week he was starting to practice or that they were going to plan on him practicing and he didn't play and then this week cal says well he's going to go through the practices we'll see where he's at so it sounds like he's like back and it's just when do you implement him into the game unless of course cal is just totally fibbing with us yeah, and his big thing, too, was he's trying to tell everybody to give Trey some runway because it took DJ a while to, you know, he. I think he's that was his fifth game back, and he finally got his stroke back, um, was finally knocking down some shots. Cal reiterated that multiple times. So he's kind of like, hey, uh, we want to get Trey back soon, but we're trying to find the right balance of working him back in, um, you know, with, with without it messing things up. So... Good text, John Lake Forest. Hope you're doing well. I, I, I appreciate it, John Lake Forest. Texter says, maybe I'm a psycho, but I wouldn't mind playing Thursday just so we can play this team, just so we can play this team, play an extra game. I think they mean watch this team play an extra game in regards to starting on Thursday in the SEC tournament. It wouldn't be the end of the world if the if the draw was was solid. And I think if if you were the five and South Carolina was your four, so be it. If they were, I'll I'll talk myself into whatever they get. Like, just look at it in in this point of view. If Kentucky's the four and South Carolina's the five in the SEC tournament, will you feel drastically different about that game on Friday? One way or another. If Kentucky's the five and South Carolina's the four, Will you feel dry? And some people may say yes. Yeah, if we have to play a game and we have to go play against that defense that's well-rusted, that's going to be a nightmare. On the flip side, a bad offensive South Carolina team wouldn't have shot a basketball for six days. You had just played the day before. I think you'd get them regardless, whether you're coming in hot or you're coming in fresh, whatever it may be. Now, again, as I mentioned yesterday, then I think that semifinal game against Tennessee, three games in three days, that could be difficult. Right. That would be challenging, but it's the SEC tournament. It's March. You can you can easy. you can be tired in the off season, right, Roush? Exactly, exactly. Speaking of off season, I got to get out of here um, and hit the road with Mister Luckett. But appreciate y'all holding down the fort, and um, I'll I'll make sure to wake him up tomorrow morning. He'll be up spring and spry, ready to rock and roll in KRC. All right, safe travels. Enjoy Indianapolis. Adios. It's a good oh, time. Maybe well. we'll take.
We'll take our last break as well. We'll come back. Nothing but text the remainder of the show. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush is now gone. He's left us. But Justin Kalen, he'd never leave us. We're back one final segment after this. Stronger than the river. Higher than the pine trees growing tall upon the hill. My love is purer than the snowflakes that fall in late December. And honest as a robin on the springtime windowsill. And longer than the song. Hey there. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call on the Big X. Make sure you're downloading the podcast and following along on social media. TJ Walker and Justin Kalen on your Thursday. A lot of texts to get to on the Thornton text line. Want to tell you about Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com. Best sunglass company on the in, in, in the world. By the way, uh, they are... They are getting having an expanded headquarters open up in Simpsonville. So shout out to Shady Rays. Wow. Yep. That's the Shady Rays. Read that this morning. I did not know that. That's very exciting. Good good for them. There's a reason why. Everybody wants their sunglasses, and there's a reason why everybody wants their sunglasses. They look like the designer brands, but they don't carry the designer price tag. And they've got sunglasses for every occasion. Occasions you didn't even need, you didn't even know you needed the sunglasses for. And you can save 40% when you use the promo code Big X at checkout for the best and most stylish sunglasses in all of the world. A company that started right here in Kentucky. ShadyRays.com, promo code Big X at checkout. Scoots, DJ? did you follow Roman's racks last night? Uh, no, I, I didn't get a chance to hear him. Did he hit again? Another perfect night in the NBA for more Roman. Stop it. Did he really? He says, for tonight, I've got LeBron over one and a half threes. I think LeBron hit seven of them. (laughs) Uh, He says, I got P.J. Washington plus ten and a half points again. That hit easy. I think that hit in the first quarter or like the second quarter. And then he said he's got the Nuggets money line. And that only went off that parlay at, uh, oh, what was it? Let me see why. Why can't I get the juice here? Plus three forty, I think. But it hit. <laughs> That's a great. I mean, he, he he's putting out winners. I think Roman he's missed- Kelly is the is the producer in the afternoons, and he's a young kid, but he's got some good NBA bets. That's for dang sure. I've only since he's been with Big X, I've only heard him miss one NBA bet, which is pretty incredible because he gives out three or four a day. Pretty. It's it's pretty. He knows his NBA. Yeah. Uh, he does. So when he, he give, when he's given an NBA pick, I'm going to be listening. So good good for Roman. We I think he's going to be doing the Rutherford show this afternoon, right? Correct. Yep. Okay. Good stuff. And that allows you to have a nap. Yes. I'm very happy. Very, very happy. Uh, but going back to the last text on the Thornton's text line, I, I would rather start the journey on Friday, but if this team's got to go play on a Thursday – so so be it. That's gonna be then. That's gonna be what it is. And UK fans will get excited about it if they play on Thursday in Nashville. It's gonna be an interesting opportunity for Kentucky fans because one, what is Cal only played once on Thursday in the SEC tournament his entire time at UK. 
So this, it's uncharted waters, uncharted territory when UK is playing on that Thursday in the SEC tournament. UK fans haven't gobbled up tickets for those sessions. Tennessee fans probably haven't. Auburn fans haven't. So there could be a, a flood of UK fans that weren't expecting to either go to games or go at all that may see that Thursday window. And if UK is the five seed, that Thursday game would be about 3.30. The only issue with it is you'd be playing Arkansas and Vandy. Would you really be that excited to go and, and see that? But if you've never been, I'd highly recommend it. It's just they have priced out basically the average fan on the Friday and the Saturdays. You can always go to Sunday if you need to. If UK's playing on Sunday, it can still be a little pricey, but that's that's the easiest ticket to get unless Kentucky's playing on Thursday. So if they do play on Thursday, it's going to provide a unique opportunity for probably thousands of Kentucky fans that feel like they can't afford SEC tournament tickets or just can't afford to go to the city that weekend to be able to make a day trip. And I'm specifically talking to myself. I may go to that game if they play Thursday at 3.30. Because I'm probably not going to be – folks, one thing about me, if it's Thursday or Friday in March, I may be at the office, but I'm not really working a ton. Just can't do it. Can't focus. I want to watch basketball. I'm I'm in different pools and little gambling things, so I'm keeping up with that sort of – it's like a fantasy league almost, so you're keeping up with that aspect of it all. And work's just the last thing on my mind. So – if they play Thursday at 3.34, I may drive for the game and head on back right after. It's a lot of driving time, but I like going to the SEC tournament. I used My mom and I used to go all the time. I think my dad took me once. But my mom and I, we used to kind of make it a tradition, go into at least one game in the SEC tournament. But it is pricey now, and Nashville is not this up-and-coming city. It's a big-time city, and it's here, and it is expensive. I actually – Scoots want them to move the SEC tournament out of Nashville. How about that? Yeah, they they should move it somewhere else. Um, maybe every few years. I mean, it's kind of like the I, Big Ten thing. Just as long as it's in the Indy, Chicago, somewhere in this area. Yeah, just you can move it around. I'd love six year contracts with the SEC tournament, and three of those six years have it in Nashville. There, it, it seems like home now, and it used to be Atlanta. They've gone several other places, but but Nashville's home. So if it wants to be in Nashville the majority of the time, I can understand that. But do six-year deals. We don't need 12-year deals. That's a long time to just be like, this is where we're going to be forever. But do six-year deals, three in Nashville, and you can span them out where it's like year one in Nashville, year six in Nashville, and then year three in Nashville or year four in Nashville. And then three of the other ones, one would be in Atlanta, one would be in New Orleans, and then I say have the other one just be kind of a rotating door, and you and you throw bones regionally over the course of the decades, really. So maybe you go back to St. Pete's every so often. Kentucky's or there's been SEC tournaments down in Tampa. You have it down there. You had one in St. Louis. You randomly go back to St. Louis with Texas now joining the conference. You could do one in Dallas. I would not like that at all. But if you wanted to do one out of six years, just a random place, who cares? It's one out of six years. Louisville. Louisville should be hosting an SEC tournament every once in a while. UK fans travel all over the country to watch Kentucky. They are the reason the SEC tournament has butts in the seats more years than not pretty much every year. Throw a bone to them once every six years. Have it in Louisville. The talk is when the Yum Center was built back in, what, 2009, 2010, 
when it was built, they were planning on doing an SEC tournament there. And they the one that I had heard was the one that went to St. Louis. But the reason I'm not so sure if that's true, and it may, it may very well be true, the reason I'm, I'm a little hesitant on that is because I'm pretty sure they went to St. Louis to throw Missouri a bone. Just, hey, welcome to the league. We're going to give you an SEC tournament. But it also – those things also could both be true, that it was planned to go to Louisville, which it's not like that's too terribly far from Missouri. And then once Louisville said no, it went to St. Louis. And supposedly it was Tom Jurich who said, I'm not having an SEC tournament here. And he was not even totally convinced he wanted to have NCAA tournaments here. But that that they were just like, no, there's no way we can pass up on that. But supposedly Jurich was the one who said no to the SEC tournament. No idea if that's true. Jurich has kind of turned into the boogeyman to a lot of bad things in this city and within the University of Louisville's athletic program. But, yeah, supposedly we could have had one. Hmm. That would have been sweet. I would have liked that, Scoots. Hey, by the way, you brought up, like, college basketball pools and stuff. You want to split a, a square with me for the NCAA tournament? Sure. How much? Uh, it's a 110 total. So we each go in 55. But if you win one game, you're getting $100 back. So we win two or three games, we're making all kinds of money. Why is, why is it 110 total and not 100? Uh, I'm not sure. So it, it's through my stepdad's work. He got me involved like three, four years ago, and I'm crazy addicted now. I mean, every single year I want like four squares, so I always, always ask different people if they want to split one with me, and then that way I can get three or four of them. Because if you hit the championship, whoa, that's big time money. Big time. I'll be in, I'll be in plenty of squares, but I'll I'll split one with you. Okay, we're in then. Sounds like that would be fun. Yeah, that, and that's another thing about why March is so great. All the you got your bracket pools. You may uh, all the different gambling. I'll do a dream team league where it's like you you draft players, and then if they're eliminated, that they're just out. But whatever team scores the most points, so it's this tricky blend of trying to get people that you think are going to go deep. But also, you may just want a, a big-time scorer that's only going to get two or three games. But if he can get you 25 points per game or something like that, that the strategy in it all, it's a lot of fun. And, folks, it's right about here. Another texter on the Thornton's text line says, John here. Good morning, my friends. I do not have a trivia question today, but I do have a question. Does it seem like this year the basketball season is just moving by pretty fast? Guys, it seems like as if I blink my eye and the season's almost over. I felt the opposite with the football season. It just seemed to go it it just seemed to go by pretty fast. What do you all think? Do you all have the same feeling? We'll got to go talk to you later. So the football season went by pretty fast for John. The basketball season's going by really fast. John, life is going by really fast. That's true. Everything is going by really fast. Um, so yes, of course, this basketball season is also going by fast and partially it's because I, I like this team as much as I do. Yes, they're frustrating, but they're incredibly enjoyable also. And yeah, I think that's, that's adding to the speed of things, but I've sometimes scoots. I, I can't, I look back at things and I'm like, that's been six months or that's been six years. And it's just, it's wild. Yeah. Life really does come at you fast, but John, if I could offer you a piece of advice, if you want basketball season to slow down a little bit, kind of drag out more, just become an Indiana fan because that's exactly what it's like for me. It seems like the season takes forever. Hey, Oh, big win. The Hoosiers got for against Wisconsin though. That means absolutely nothing. Woohoo. Man, it really just was a really bad night for UK and in the standings aspect of, of things, but that's all right. Um, even like in the national seed line, you, you could have some teams that you could have, you would have enjoyed maybe taking a loss, but 
but it went pre- it went pretty chalky. I had a ten team money line college basketball parlay last night, Steve, but it was only it was only like plus four hundred. That's um, that's fine. Again, better than losing. You're right, better than losing. But it was it was pretty pretty big heavy money lines. Um, wasn't like I got really all that creative with it. Illinois and Minnesota had a good game, but. Illinois won. That would have been good for UK. Had Illinois lost, they're competing with them for seeding. Yeah, pretty pretty chalky night, all things considered, in the college basketball world. Hope you're doing well, John. A texter says, we can't take anything that Ty Joker says seriously. He was talking all of the UCLA gold standard nonsense the other day. Ty is too thin-skinned to ever have an honest take. He was he – was, he was ribbing. He was trying to rile me up. On you, n- nobody in the world would consider UCLA the complete and total gold standard of college basketball, unless your gold standard of college basketball is having sixty five hundred fans for a conference game. It's just not. Todd's a good guy, though. Texter says some are crediting Terry Senior to the Reds' fun season last year. So is he going with the over on the win total again this year? Terry Sr. should be considered responsible for the Reds' big season last year. I'll have to see. You know, he's he can bet on his own. And by the way, Scoots, this popped up on my calendar. Yeah. Since you and I are – I'll have to I meant to I meant to screenshot this over to you. But I had on Saturday or February 17th, $20 sports gambling bet with Justin. If we can bet, he owes you 20 If we can't bet, you owe him 20 Wait, what? I guess we made a sports we made a bet twenty dollars in a year. Would we be able to gamble in Kentucky? You think? I don't think I put that in my calendar read, just to read, lie. It, read it again. Twenty dollar sports gambling bet with Justin. If we can bet, he owes you twenty. If we can't bet, you owe him twenty. So I guess I'll, I put that in guess I, I owe you twenty. I think you owe me $20, although I need to be a little bit more detailed on, like, we made this bet on this date, or we made this – I need to, like, put the specifics of when we made the bet. But uh, I think we made a bet probably in 2023, would we – in a year, would we be able to bet in 2024? I had said yes, apparently, and you had said no, apparently. When did did legalized gambling start in Kentucky? September. Was it September? Mm Mm-hmm. Huh. Maybe we can just take that off the square total. Oh, oh, there we go. That'll work. Well, I'll get my people reaching out to your people. Sure. It's, you know, it's just tw- 20 smackers, not, yeah. not the end of the no world. I, I, found, I meant to bring that up to you on the 17th, and it just totally slipped my mind. By the way, let me throw this out there. The Reds' t- over-under total is 82.5. If you're feeling froggy, that just seems so juicy with the, with the young talent they have. And then also, there's one other weird kind of total I like in the in baseball and maybe we can talk through this a little bit because it doesn't really make sense so the Dodgers have the highest over under total at 103.5 and then I think it's Atlanta at maybe 100.5 101.5 but you can bet for any team in baseball to win over 106.5 for like plus 140 like the juice is extremely good on the bet. And I just I do not see a world where the Dodgers with the roster they have do not win over 106 games. Then bet it. If you're feeling froggy, then rip it. I'm, I think I'm going to. Although I can't afford it because now I've got to send you 20 bucks. So mm, yeah, you're really. But now you may need to make another bet to win that 20 bucks back. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Texter says. 
I like Scooch guessing an odd number on age with leap years. It's literally impossible. <laughs> had a moment. I had a moment this morning. <laughs> Top of the morning to you, gents, says one texter on the Thornton's text line. I'm sure you all will touch on it today, but, man, I can't help but be annoyed about the football fight video going viral yesterday as, as, as if it happened yesterday. Tell me you don't know about ball without telling me – Tell me you don't know ball without telling me you don't know about ball. My bad. For all the real pearl grasping, yesterday was on par with the court storming takes. If you don't think that happens in every locker room, you're crazy. You just don't film it. I wish I could have been a fly on the wall in the coach's office yesterday. That's Alex from Colga. That's the bigger issue. And if you've got one person filming and leaking stuff, they, who, who knows what else they filmed and they've potentially leaked. So that's, the, I think, the bigger issue with the culture is who is this joker that's that's filming this stuff? That's, that's the issue. People get in a fight, you all, I mean that. This isn't hyperbole. It happens everywhere. You got to think about it. You got 100 kids sharing a facility for basically an entire year, but let's just say eight months. They're going to come across, and they're 18 to 22 years old. They're going to come across one another. People are going to be having a bad day. People aren't going to be sleeping well. People are probably still going through the end stages of puberty where there's chemicals being pumped into their body, and they don't realize that they're emotional or upset or sad, and they don't know how to handle it. It happens everywhere. But fighting, but having people filming and it leaking doesn't happen everywhere because you don't see this everywhere. So that's the bigger issue. And it's really not that big of an issue. Just find out who did it, say, don't ever do it again. And, uh, or else you'll be on the end of the suplex. (laughs) Texter says no praising the Lord today, boys. What's up with that? When the devil come trying to get me gone, praise the Lord. Roush had to go from home this morning, and when we go from home, we don't have Corey in studio. The audio can just sound a little muffled and chopped up. So if once we get back to our normal Trivia Thursdays in studio, Scoots, we'll get back to our normal correct answer music. Man, I'm, I'm ready for that. I, I missed you guys this week. We've been at home all week. It's been very lonely here at the Big X oh. Studios. I was in studio for the Rutherford show for three hours, and you, le- you left after an hour, so I guess you didn't miss me that much. An hour and a half, but yeah, you're right. I missed my niece more than you. Sorry, pal. Scoot's confusing leap with seven year locus is why I listen. It's a, <laughs> I mean, it's a gym. He's he's a special he's a special talent at the Big X. We're lucky to have him. You never know what he's going to say, and you completely botched the Walmart question. Despite being the only person <laughs> on the radio show that's ever had intercourse in a Walmart, you should be embarrassed. Not in a Walmart. Oh, wow. Parking lot. Yeah. Uh, you said the break room that one time. No, absolutely not. Absolutely you, not. And you said that on Ash Wednesday. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Scooch, what's something along the lines of the leap year that you only get to do every so often, but you really enjoy it? Uh, any more golf? <laughs> Golf's a good one. <laughs> Um, going back to this well when you're married oh, in her course. Here we go. I, I got something that happens only about every four years as it is. Uh, NCAA tournament for Indiana. That's a good, <laughs> that's a good. <laughs> Actually, leap years may happen more often now that I think about uh, it. Joe Biden, Donald Trump, presidential elections. Everybody loves having those every four years. Sheesh. 
The year is going to be 2062. What are the odds that they're the candidates come come November? I would say good. Like I would say ni- good. Like 90%? I mean, Trump is the – I mean, both are the candidates. Yeah, I know, but what, what, are, like, what are the odds that they're both actually still the candidates come November? I don't know what you're getting at here, buddy. I mean, I'm getting at – the, I just I don't know that either of them are fit for the job. Maybe we get somebody else in off. I don't know. I got what you were getting at. Uh, so Trump's going to be the the nominee for the Republicans unless he gets taken out, and uh, you know, and health issues obviously can happen to anybody at any age at any time. And then there are more whispers or like they going to replace Biden? Are they going at the last minute? Going to put somebody else in? I think they have until like. August where they could theoretically do that. I, I don't think they will. I think it'll be Trump versus Biden again, and it will be something. That's just it'll sad. be something. Just sad. Let's get to the Thornton's text line. I'm going to start from the bottom, work my way up. Kirby says, damn, shout out to Scooch with Seminole Wind Rejoin. Needed to let that roll a little longer. It's a banger. Don't you worry, Kirby. You're going to hear it at the end of the show. Whoa. Little country Thursday, huh? Oh, yeah. Hey, fellas, Brad from Bellbrook here. Now that we're no longer Coneheads, I think it's time to rebrand ourselves to fit the new offensive coordinator. What do you all think about renaming ourselves the Baked Beans or just the Beans for short? <laughs> That's a playoff. Bush's Best Brown Sugar Hickory Baked Beans. Hey, by the way, uh, Indiana Tim just texted in, and I want to get to this because it really helps me with the whole leap year situation. He said, Indiana Tim here, hey, Scoots, how many years in dog years? Nine or five? So, Indiana Tim, I know it's seven. Maybe that's where the seven came in. I was just thinking in dog years, not leap years. Oh, I'm, I'm, I can table being beans. Beans. I just think anytime UK scores, we all just yell beans. <laughs> Could be fun. Throw beans at the opposing team. Don't do that. But uh, I think you got something there, Brad from Bellbrook. You could have a golden. Of, you could have a golden retriever just dash, sprint as fast as he can from end zone to end zone after every touchdown. Is is that a play on beans? Yeah, Bush's baked beans. Their mascot is the dog. Is a dog? Oh, I didn't know that. What? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a baked bean guy. You you've never seen those commercials. I wouldn't make it in an old Western, mainly because I wouldn't eat beans by the campfire, I don't think. Mm, I would. I haven't seen those commercials, no. Hmm. But I'm really out on beans. I can't. I mean, people that eat refried beans, you want to talk about something that looks like dog food. Do you eat any beans? Green beans? Eat green beans, I'm in on. Okay. But yeah. uh, every other bean, you're out. Just like the slimy. If it's like a slimy type, like a you know, like a black bean. If it's like a slimy type of bean, yeah, out. Gross. What about lima beans? Lima beans. I've had lima beans before. Not my favorite. They're had okay just, though. Not my favorite. Hmm. Texter Kirby says, "Looks like the subs came in at the three and seven, or at the seven and three. And then Mississippi State went on a seven zero run by UK media logic. Maybe we shouldn't play Robin Reed based off that start. Holy moly, Kirby, you're so right. And you you can always just find numbers to to fit an argument if you want." Uh, there was a game. There was a game similar not too many weeks ago where people were crying about the starting lineup. Uh, some national person tweeted about it. It was that game. I don't. Maybe it was the LSU game. And it was like the guy played thirty six minutes. Like you know, we're 
you, you just have to do a little bit of research before your complaints. And a lot of people don't, and it just feels good for them to vent. And that's all right. Kirby, Kirby's on fire today. He says, Roush, did you watch the game? They subbed Rob and Reed quickly. They were part of the problem getting down 14 to three. And a lot of time Cal changes his lineups start the half this far into the season for the love of everything. Can we stop the lineup talk? Kirby, people that are, people are just going to find things to nitpick on. They just are. As long as the minute distributions are right at the end of the game, I don't care who starts. If you want to care, that's all right, too. You're allowed to do whatever you want to do. It's free country. Has the locker room fight been blamed on a fraternity yet? It's a good text. Another texter says, the fight is a big nothing burger. If you've been in a locker room with 80 dudes around each other, it happens a lot, multiple fights each year, and I played football, says one texter. From now on, every time Reed makes a play, I'm going to hear Goose in my head, way to go, Reed Shepard. <laughs> It was an all-time bizarre call. <laughs> you hit a game winner. Leach is like in the process of kind of like freaking out. Way to go, Reed Shepard. It's <laughs> as if he like just signed a good, like he just refinanced at a good rate or something. And well, and it, it does somebody at the bank. They're way to go, Reed Shepard. It, it didn't help that it was the most clear he ever spoke. <laughs> like he's he's not hard to understand, but that was it was just so clear the way he said it. It just it sounded like it was a drop that wasn't supposed to be played exactly. at that point, and it got thrown in right there. It's amazing. Can you get it pulled up by the end of the show just so we can hear it one more time? Uh, I'm sure. Yeah. All right, find it. I'll keep reading some text. How the hell did Tennessee get connect? He's the best player in the country. He's really, really, really good. He's going to win SEC Player of the Year. I think we need to just kind of come to grips with that. He's been. He's been incredible. Dear God, do not expand the college football playoffs to 14 teams. If we have to have three Big Ten teams in, I do not need to watch an 11-2 and two Penn State lead by Drew Alar lose by three touchdowns on national TV anymore. So they're, they're talking expansion and they're talking a new format where the SEC and Big Ten would get three automatic qualifiers, the ACC and Big 12 would get two, a group of five champion would get one, and then there'd be three at large wherever, whatever conference, whatever, you know, they, wouldn't, they could go wherever they needed for those final spots. I don't really care. I don't. Don't care. I think it's time to shake things up in football. I think the more you shake things up, maybe there's a better chance Kentucky can get some footing on a bigger stage at a bigger table, more teams competing for a championship. I don't think that's worse news for Kentucky. And I think the same would apply for U of L. If the ACC gets two automatic qualifiers in a 14-team college football playoff, well, probably one of Clemson or Florida State, a lot of years, probably both of them. Not impossible Louisville couldn't sneak in to be one of those two automatic qualifiers. We'll talk more about that tomorrow, though, with Roush. Let's hear the call. Here we go. Six. Wagner. Wagner pulls off over to Shepard. Shepard penetrates. Floater. Yes! Way to go, Reed Shepard. Why not? Why not? It's awesome. I'm not even mad at it. Like, it's a unique call. Um, It's it's weird, but I, I love it, and we should have fun with that for the rest of our lives. What do you all... What do you have to be known as a physical team? Have a bunch of 240-pound, 23-year-olds who can't shoot? That's a good one. It's not totally inaccurate either. Time to end the show. Uh, We almost got to all of them, just a few that we didn't. I'll save those for tomorrow. Everybody have a great Thursday. We'll be back on Friday at 7 o'clock. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen. We'll see you tomorrow.